on 6PR. This is Sports World. Welcome back to Sports World, and we are joined by Fremantle CEO Steve Rossich. Welcome to the program, mate. How are you going? Good morning, gentlemen. Satisfied with the way the uh, trade period worked out? You'd be pretty happy, wouldn't you? Well, as uh, we indicated on radio last week, Carl, when we were chatting, it's a, it's a long uh, time now, the trade period. It goes over the, over the week, and uh, we're pleased with our outcomes. We set out to achieve uh, the acquisition of the two West Australian boys that were keen to join us in Wilson and Matera, so very pleased to get those done, and uh, with Lockie getting really strong interest, Lockie Weller, that is, really strong interest from the Gold Coast, um, notwithstanding he's a good young player that we're very happy and keen to keep. We're uh, delighted to get to. Steve, Kim Hagdorn here. Um, did you or your list management staff really think that you'd get Gold Coast to give up pick two uh, when you said to them, when you found out well, well I wanted to go, and you said, oh, well, we want pick two in return? Uh, we certainly hope so. Um, it wasn't an ambit claim. Mm-hmm. We, we saw Lockie as um, you know a good young player that uh, we were very happy to retain. In fact, um, we're in the process of contract extension beyond 2018. Um, but you know, he, he was certainly intrigued and interested with a, a really significant offer from Gold Coast. Um, made us aware of that over the the last just the last weekend, really. And um, we sat down and had a good think about it and thought, well. We're very happy and keen to retain Lockie. So if it's going to take place, uh, we're going to be seeking a high-end draft pick. In fact, inside our pick five, and and then end up ultimately being pick two. So we're we're very happy to go into the November draft with pick two and pick five. Um, something we haven't had since 1999. Steve, obviously delighted with what you got for him. Um, how did he not finish in your top ten, even given that he had a reasonable year and yet you had such a high price on him? Everyone obviously talks about um, top 10, I think sort of top five or six is where you get your true indication from your best and fairest, um, particularly in a year that we had where um, a lot of established and senior players missed a lot of football um, and we won our eight games. So look, I think he was right on the cusp of top 10. So, you know, we rate him highly. Um, it's really about when you're looking at contracts and, and trading, it's really about how you see a player of the future, not how you've seen them in the past, which is probably a recognition that uh, is more akin to the best and fairest. Steve, you lose Weller and uh, Hayden Crozier in go-home syndromes. Is it a mounting concern that interstate draftees could be lost more regularly through the AFL on this, uh, uh, the back of some of the recent trends? Because not only these boys, you know, we've seen uh, Josh Shackey again, a number two draft pick, and Tom Boyd just a, uh, two years ago. Look, not really. Firstly, we've had a focus in of late and it's been working really well with the seven players over the last three trade periods coming from interstate back home to us yeah. uh, and we're proving to be a destination club um, you know, really excited about new stadium, we're in our new facility which is um, the best in the country we've got um, you know, a contracted and, and respected coach and, and, and good staff around him so we're clearly a destination club, that's our focus um, we haven't really seen a trend um, in uh, players looking to leave us to go back home to their you know, state of origin. Um, and in fact, with both Lockie and, and Hayden, um, you know, Lockie's case, it was more about a significant offer um, and um, his partner being from the Gold Coast. And with respect to Hayden, you know, it was a very amicable situation whereby 
likewise, we would have been happy to keep him. He got a significant offer from Western Bulldogs and we can make it work for us and it's important for us. And, and Hayden's been with us for seven years um, and he gets an opportunity with the Bulldogs and we get an opportunity with you know, uh, another pick in the draft to bring a young player into our club and continue our rebuild. Steve, a lot of Dockers supporters listening to our program. Um, for the uninitiated, what's the process from here? There's a few blokes who are still on tenderhooks, whether they're actually going to get another contract with Fremantle. Tell us about the formalisation of the list from here. Um, well, all that work sort of begins. We, we uh, notified all the players um, that we could um, soon after Peel won a uh, Waffle Grand Final about where we saw them in our contract talks. Um, one player, Nick Subin, whom uh, just you know, quite rightfully uh, was re- awarded with uh, life membership at our Doig Medal is another player we'll need to work through. He's the only outstanding one. And now that we know where we're placed in the draft, how we've seen the trade period unfold, we can sit down over the coming weeks and look at that. The next, next list lodgement is uh, October 31. So hopefully we'll have a firm view by then. Steve, does the apparent sort of vibrance and excitement around Fremantle, not only on this last week's or 10 days of trading, but last season as well, and your list management strategy overall, does that change Ross Lyon's plans for a four-year rebuild, or do you think you can jump back into finals contention on the back of even this trade and the, the coming draft now? Uh, well, you've got it, Ross Lyon's uh, plan for a four-year list build, it's really the football club. The football club and all the people involved in those sorts of activities, including the board, sign off on our list management plan and we've got a defined plan to 2020 and, and we rejig that every every year. Uh, we'll take um, sustained success whenever it comes and that's certainly what we're looking to set ourselves up for and make sure we're in that zone at least by 2020, but clearly we're happy to, to hit it before. Um, look, there's a plan Pleasingly, it unfolded really well for us in the trade period. There is lots of excitement. Um, you know, everyone associated with the club's excited about the list we're building, about our facility, and on the cusp of hopefully moving to a new stadium. So there's plenty to look forward to. Yeah, well, uh, the new stadium deal is going to be signed tomorrow, Steve, which uh, I'm sure everyone in Western Australia will be happy to hear. Uh, when it comes to the fixture, have you seen a draft copy yet? Because it's only a week away from being announced. Not yet, Carl. We, we understand we'll get a bit of a sneak peek next week, and that's uh, a bit movable. But um, first and foremost, hopefully uh, Mark Duffy will get his story right today, and there will be an announcement tomorrow at, uh, at the New Perth Stadium because the key focus for us then, apart from list management activities and getting ready for pre-season, is making sure we get out to our members and corporates as soon as possible with what we're really pleased to offer them at the New Perth Stadium. So hopefully that'll be as early as, uh, as next week. Um, and then... Um, with respect to everything else, in fact, I've talked too long. I can't remember. Carl, so we can help you with a confirmation that uh, Mark McGowan will announce it all tomorrow, probably even that uh, the stadium is going to be called Optus Stadium. More importantly, though, Steve, how confident are you that Fremantle will be awarded round one home game to start next season at the stadium? The fixture. Ah, uh, that's where you're going, the fixture. No, 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 <laughs> we'll come um, to that eventually, but... <laughs> <laughs> Look, in terms of Carl's question on the sneak peek, hopefully we get that next week. And then, yeah, we're really interested to see where we sit with respect to, to round one. I've been working incredibly hard with Travis Old um, at the AFL, who amongst many things looks after the fixture. And we think we've got a really good business case to have round one. So hopefully that'll unfold over the next week. What Steve, about, 
Sorry, Brad. Yeah, just another one, Steve. Um, I think a lot of the public become a little bit confused about trading future draft choices and all that sort of uh, thing. What about in a year's time or two years' time where they might be thinking about trading la- uh, live choices on the actual trade on the on the draft night? Have you thought about that? Look, we have, Brad, and, and I think anything that um, enables clubs um, to have ammunition at the table to negotiate and get deals done is a good thing. It's good for players, it's good for clubs, and we back ourselves in with a strong strategy and really good people to make good decisions because the more tools you have means that you can be a bit more creative at the uh, negotiation table and ideally use it you know, in your favour rather than uh, to your disadvantage. So we think that's a, a good thing and I don't think it's too far away. Have you made a little bit of further history with your wo- women's football and a first wife employee draft on uh, Thursday afternoon, Steve? I think so. Look, um, we've got the, uh, the, um, the Family Academy, which we're launching very soon for our, our footy club, which is about you know, boys that uh, um, are from, you know, fathers that have played post-100 AFL games, and then that also includes girls from those same players playing an AFLW team, and, and now boys and girls from our AFL women's team's players. And, and Mark Webb's wife, you're right, is uh, joining us in the AFLW team. It's a great story. She's uh, uh, a strong athlete, uh, has been coached, uh, we understand uh, really strongly by Mark uh, on the side over the last 12 months and delighted that she's joining our team for season 2018. She might be harder than Mark. Hey, uh, and one other one. They normally are. Let's knock, on, <laughs> let's knock on the head because I just keep hearing every time there's a, an AFL club ch- chasing a chief executive in the last few months, Steve Rossich, your name emerges as, oh, he's going to move to Victoria. Are you, locked in, are you locked into Fremantle for the next two or three years? It's a little bit annoying to hear that speculation all the time. It's nice to be spoken about, Kim, but uh, it's a little bit annoying. I'm contracted to Fremantle, and uh, as a reminder, Caroline at the age, Caroline Wilson at the age during the week, uh, that contract is through to 31 October 2019, uh, pleasingly at least, and uh, that excludes me from, from looking at other opportunities at AFL clubs. So uh, a lot to do at the Fremantle Dockers, delighted with um, the progress we're making on our list um, excited about the new stadium. Lots to look forward to. Steve Rossich, thank you very much for your time this morning. Cheers, gents.